The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Uh, this is interesting. We don't normally do this. We're like investigative journalists. Uh, Alicia Dennis is her name, correct? Uh, she's from People Magazine Investigates. And uh, Alicia's on the line with us right now. And evidently they're running a big, is it a special? Alicia, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Hey. This is this is an interesting topic for us uh, being in Phoenix and stuff. And I don't know if you know. Uh, tell us what you're doing first of all. This is I, I need to know what you're doing, and then I'll tell you my thing. Okay, sounds good. So I'm Alicia Dennis. I am an executive editor at People Magazine, and we are in the sixth season of People Magazine Investigates, which is our show um, on investigation discovery. It also streams on Discovery Plus, where we go into cases around the country and we show our audience our investigation. We talk to the officers and the authorities involved, as well as the families involved, the victims' families, neighbors, everyone within that community that's connected to the case. And the case you're working on for this particular episode is the Phoenix case of the zombie hunter, yes? Yes, that is an episode that airs August 15th. And that's one that we're looking at. We're looking at in very detailed way. Um, And we covered it from the moment that it broke and all the way through because it was it became cold for a little while. Yeah. What did you guys know about it? What did you learn from this? We learned that it was a pretty obvious suspect that everyone seemed to think would have been connected, but somehow was managing to completely hide in plain sight. So here's the thing. Like we used to do a thing here. I've been, we've been on the air for 21 years here and we did a thing a while ago. The whole city of Phoenix had a thing called the zombie walk. And he would, that guy which was a listener of ours and would show up to our stuff in his zombie hunter police car. And several pictures of me with this guy and all this other stuff that was really weird. But I was fascinated by him uh, because I remembered him telling me stories about how he'd go to butcher shops and get like entrails and stuff and decorate his car for Halloween. And his closeness to the police at those events was weird. He sold his car to one of the cops that listens to the show. And there's this weird kind of strangeness that came with that guy. And uh, and I was curious because I couldn't. Like, you couldn't get over how strange he was, but it went during the investigation, it seemed like that was an obvious tie, but it took 20 years for them to come close. Well, the thing is, I mean, thank goodness you can't just arrest someone because they creep you out. It does take some time to, you know, be able to have a reason for an arrest and, and the clues and evidence and all those things involved. But it's really, it's almost as if that particular individual was trying to prove to everyone that he was clever enough 
to be pals with the police and all this thing and still be able to get away with things. Yeah. Now, how do you guys go about that as like People Magazine investigates? How do you get involved in that uh, in the first place when you're looking at that stuff? How do you decide that this is one you're going to go for? You know, it it really has a lot of different elements into making those decisions because what we have to do, we, you know, we tell stories in the magazine, we tell stories on people.com. It's a 24 seven news source now. And we have to figure out which stories are going to make for interesting TV. You know, who is going to be willing to talk to us on camera? What kind of archival footage do we have of that particular case? Um, Will the victim's family want to participate? Is there a story that they want to share with the world that maybe has been passed over? So all those different elements go into us figuring out whether or not something's going to make an episode or not. And then how involved have we been in investigating it? Because there's there's a lot that goes into these. And so sometimes the different reporters that are involved are going, no, 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 no. This other case should be an episode. And we're like, yeah, we don't have enough footage of that. So, you know, there's a lot of arm wrestling that happens in our conference rooms. It's all very now, but, are you, you, know, are you also, to, though, a uh, type of person that now inundates yourself with murders across the country to see if it would be a good show? Well, yep. Well, does that make me kind of a... Yeah, you're creepy. Do you not want to talk to me anymore? <laughs> yeah, now I'm worried about creepy. you maybe having bodies in now your basement. Now you're worried about <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> like well, it's- here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, it is it is a little creepy. It's a strange title to have, you know, a senior editor of crime. You know, people think that maybe there's an aura of darkness around you or something. But... Honestly, and this may sound kind of corny, but it's really true. I, it's important, I think, to tell the stories of the people in the center of these things, because a lot of times these people's lives have been shattered and no one talks to them about it, right? They, they don't bring it up. No one knows how to speak to them about it. And this is something that has changed them forever. It's something they think about every day. And so sometimes we are giving people that opportunity to, in their own words, express what this experience has meant for them. And I think that that's something that we should be doing as journalists. Now, are you are you uh, forever changed by this? Is there a, a specific incident where you followed a crime around, like the zombie hunter guys? That one, you're like, wow, this is a darkness that you just can't uh, put your hands around. Yeah, a lot of them are that way. Um, you know, it, and it's really interesting, too, because like we talked about, this this guy was sort of in this interesting cosplay world and, you know, talking about going to butchers and things like that. And then you've got the, the Ted Bundys of the world who were very charming and, you know, could be your next door neighbor or somebody that you would, you know, agree to get in a car with or babysit your kids. So, you know, I think that every single one of these cases, because they are so unique and different, that as soon as you think that, you know, because of statistics or because, you know, because of your experience, what really happened in a case, you end up being wrong. Now, do you, so, uh, you know, there's also that you said you didn't want people to be arrested for being creepy. Uh, who, if you could have arrested for being creepy, would you uh, arrest? <laughs> Celebrity or otherwise. Somebody in your life, just throw, throw a name out. It can be anybody you work with. Do you have an office weirdo that you're worried that will eventually be oh, a special? Yeah. Let, let's talk about that right now. <laughs> right. Let's I think see. that's Let a... me get the whole name. <laughs> yeah. Just throw out a name and let's just keep our eyes on that person because everybody's got an office yeah. weirdo. Ours is named Paul. You're very... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
it's so funny. It's interesting. I haven't gotten into any trouble in any of these interviews yet, and you're just trying to change yeah, that. Well, I'm you? trying to help you out. I'm trying to make this thing <laughs> fun. Yeah, we got to talk. So, uh, have you? Uh, do you now look at your neighbors different? Do you assume everyone's a killer, or deep down do you kind of hope yeah, they are? I, Makes your job easier. Uh, no. No, 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 no. I, it's interesting because every time you think you know someone and you think you're completely, you know, sure about who they are, uh, you'll learn about a case where it's like, wow, you, you just didn't know what was going to be the thing where that person snapped. I feel sorry for my family sometimes because every once in a while I'll get in the middle of a case and I'll be like, okay, nobody's riding their bike anywhere today. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's staying Everybody in. Stay house, in. You know? Yeah, you're worried about everything. Now, right. Have you ever known a killer and found out later like I did with this zombie hunter guy? Have you ever met somebody? And, and then later found out they're murderers no no it's weird it's let me tell a you unique experience i bet it is yeah and then this dude yeah. is like uh did you you don't get interviews with him did you have any footage of him we had some information about him and some people close to him and because he was so public you know, there we were able to get a lot of that, but no, we didn't talk to him. Like, one of the things that's really important to us is to spend a lot of time with victims' families and let those stories be told. And so there have been cases and episodes where we did talk to the killer in prison. Um, I know we had that in season one for sure. But most of our cases are really, really focusing on the investigators and the family. I see. And what are the other cases on the show that's coming up on Discover Plus? What, what else are you looking at? Oh, yeah. Well, sell sell got, me some murder. Um, <laughs> you know, there's um, we've got this really fascinating case um, out of the Lewis Clark Valley area. It's uh, an individual that's been known as the Lewis Clark Valley serial killer, the um, Snake River serial killer. This is around Idaho and Washington border. But five different people disappeared over a span of four years in this rural area. There were some that were connected to a community theater there. And we have an investigator who is still looking into this along with the cousin of one of the victims. And it's, it's a, it's a really fascinating case. Our, our reporter on the ground um, goes into some of these areas where the investigation is taking place. And so I think the audience is going to feel like they're right there in the middle of this investigation. Um, but I could talk all day. There's yeah. so many. You're there surrounded so by many a lot of murder. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Bit. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. with serial killers myself, so I understand your darkness. It's a very strange world. It is. Um, at the same time, I think that we're learning a lot of interesting things just by hearing from, you know, the people connected to the case, the investigators, the families, and, and all of that. And there are some surprising moments of hope and inspiration in some of these cases. We talked in the Grony Family Massacre, we talked to a woman named Shasta Grony who survived her family's being attacked by a serial killer in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We talked to her as a grown person now about what that experience was for her and how she found the strength to get through it. And so even though it is really dark and really creepy, there's also some moments you know, of being able to see how amazing this young woman is. Now that's just a creepy phone call right there. I don't think I could do that. That's where you're different than me, is you could actually go to that lady's house and go, let's talk about that. I don't think I could do it. Take us back to Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go back to that. Tell me about the family slaughter and then how you got through it. It's like, that's a tough one. And I know I wouldn't choose those words. That's why I'd be no good at it. Well, I think that part of the healing for many of these people are being able to 
remember and to share it and to have it come from their own perspective and not somebody else telling it for them, you know? But, yeah. Well, it's a strange job you have, but it's interesting. And uh, try not to get killed. And if you need any interviews about the zombie hunter, evidently I was good friends with him and I didn't even know it. T- plenty of pictures of me yeah, after that guy I, got arrested I, with me and him. I think I'd like to see some of those. I pictures. deleted them all. You I don't want in on this. You guys, you, you'll railroad me. I'll be, I'll be as accomplished. I'm not interested yeah. in any of that. I know how you people and work. Then yeah, and then there's me. I've seen all those specials where you rope in the media. I'm out. Ah, John, I think we have some more to talk about. (laughs) We're all done here. (laughs) Alicia Dennis, uh, People Magazine, a crime investigation. Uh, What is it? Editor in crime, right? That's right. That's a weird title. All right, you go do that thing and keep it up. It's always entertaining. (laughs) People love murder. I don't know what it is, but you've got got your fingers on the pulse with that one, even though there isn't a pulse. Uh, Thanks, Alicia. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. Easy enough. All right, there you go. She's done. She didn't know anything about the zombie hunter. (laughs) <laughs> you gave her some new uh, beef now. She, What's that? That it goes to a butcher shop. I don't, even know I don't think she knew that. I, I was no throwing clue. info yeah. out on And that. she clung on to that really quick. Yeah. Oh, crafty. wow. She may have been writing some things down. Should have written it. That should be in the special. Back to the drawing board. You got until August 15th. <laughs> yeah, until August. To rework that. <laughs> should probably talk to that guy. Yeah. No, just promotion. Why, you... Seems like a nice lady and all, and job's interesting, and I like murders like everybody else. Right. Give me some. I'm glad you dove into the part that, because I was thinking the same thing. It's like, man, sorry, your murder doesn't make it. Yeah. It doesn't sizzle enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sizzle we we ain't got enough footage. Enough. You hear that? That's yeah. a steak on the grill, baby, and you ain't that. It'll be a tough gig, though, wandering around to people's families and going, hey, remember that murder? Yeah. Three, two, one. Rolling. <laughs> It's been enough years from yeah. now, hasn't it? I mean, you're over it by now. Is this the scar? I always used to watch the show I Survived. And they uh, these people would be just like horrible attacks. or uh, you know, The one girl had a boyfriend named Juan. And Larry and I still do like, we'll look at each other and go, Juan! Because he shot her in the chin with a shotgun. <laughs> and now, <laughs> but then Larry and I were I like, see oh, that one. this is terrible. She's like, I said from the window, I said, Juan! Juan, please, no! And Larry and I couldn't stop laughing because we're horrible people. But this they just took a shotgun blast to the face and then told the story. Crazy. But that's how I don't understand TV going, hey, we heard about your story. You want to be on TV? We're not going to do any close-ups, though. Jesus. Maybe someone will learn from this. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what they're after is uh, education, not titillation and ratings. Anyway, if you want to look at it, all murder shows are fun. There's that zombie hunter again. It's crazy. That dude was everywhere. I saw that car at so many of our things. So and many. He'd show up at so much He was stuff. out at Fear Farm, I remember, yeah. too, one time when we did an appearance out there. I can't – I don't remember his name now. Brian. Brian, that's right. And he would – and I didn't know Brian I knew Patrick him. Patrick Miller. Until they arrested him, and then they're like, you knew this guy. And I can't tell you how many listeners fired off pictures of me and that guy hanging out. Horrible. Every event we were at, that dude right there ah, would stand next yep. to me, hey, man, love the show. Thanks. Let's get the cops in on this. There's a picture of me and a couple of cops and that guy in front of the zombie hunter car <laughs> covered in blood that turned out was real. Not human, but right. he wasn't just fake blood in it. He was pouring cow blood all over his car and keeping it fresh. He had like pints in the trunk. 
So when it would cook and stuff, you'd get more fresh blood and pour it all. It was the it's craziness. That's on the butcher shops. If they if there's some clowns coming <laughs> in there every, every other shop. week yeah. buying yeah. this yeah. stuff, right? That's on Satriel. Yeah. Yeah. We're worried about yeah. guns tracking. How about <laughs> how much that? evidence did bad butchers give out? Here you go. Here's some cow blood. Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> See, there it is, painted in yeah. blood. Just poured it all over there. And he wore the zombie hunter thing, and he always played law enforcement at the. Hey, there's Brett in the background. <laughs> there's that Brett. Picture. Oh, <laughs> picture of this freak. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Well, she didn't really enlighten us with anything new. I was kind of the interesting one in that interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still interested in the show. Editor and murder would be pretty fun, though. I edit. I'm an editor for horrible murders. Right. right. I whittle what them do you down. Mean, you, you edit the murder. Yeah, I whittle them down to an hour. <laughs> I can make it all in an hour. Uh, There you go. We got What Would Brady Do coming up next. It's 98. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.